We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Thanks, Kenny. Well, a little deja vu. You two closing out games. But Jalen, you guys really took control of this game over the last three minutes. What did that take to beat this team tonight? Um, it took a lot. Uh, you got to give them credit. And now they're playing really well. But um, I mean, I'm just excited for what we got. And uh, we just kept fighting. And um, we got this guy now who's going to play 110% every possession. So um, he's big time. This guy getting crunch time minutes the first time. Juanon, what's going on? Juanon, great to hear from you. Great win. Tibbs didn't wait an eternity to get Josh Hart so he can put the kid on the bench at the end of the game. And Emmanuel quickly grimes Hart, Mitch, and whoever lineup will be fun to watch when we are healthy. I haven't done this one in a while. Who's my who's my favorite Nick lineup? Uh Hart, Mitch, Quick. Brunson, Randall. It's got to be. I think I think that lineup's going to close. Might close some games every now and then. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> Thanks, Juanon. <clears throat> Frank Miranda, Arias, the man, the myth, the legend. What's up, Frank? It's your boy. Or what's up, Mac? It's your boy, Frank, from Patreon. Josh Hart will be a staple in closing lineups. This guy's active and doesn't need the ball to be effective. RJ and one of Grimes or Emmanuel quickly will be packaged this summer. Book it. Um, you know, Grimes, I think, is the Grimes is going to have more value than quickly because I think teams... I think mo I think more teams will have an easier time seeing Grimes as a plug and play 25, 30 minute a night guy on their team, regardless of what their team is built like. And he's a year further away from getting paid. Um so of the two, and also like in terms of like quickly could be your backup point guard, right? He is your backup point guard right now, actually. Grimes is not that. So of the two, could I see them skewing more towards Grimes as the piece to go with RJ? Now, I would love it if neither of them needs to go out with RJ. And I, again, I, I, I'm God, I'm, I hate that I do this. Genuinely, I mean that. I hate that I do this where I'm sending RJ out of town. I, I, maybe he doesn't have to get traded. You know, just trying to read the tea leaves here. 
Um, but that's what Frank thinks will happen. So, Frank, I'm not going to be the one to tell you you're wrong. We'll see what happens. MDM, do you think RJ views success as only scoring? I think if you're just watching the games this year and you were going only on what we witnessed on the basketball court, I think you would view RJ as a player who is focused on scoring more than he is focused on other parts of the game. I do not believe that he is a player who like doesn't realize that he needs to do more or doesn't care about doing more. I think he's a 22 year old. Again, I'll say it kid who is working it out. And I have all the sympathy in the world for him completely. Uh, Cause and, He'll he's going to figure out and when he figures it out fully, he's going to be really good, which is why, again, the notion that they're just going to put him in some trade this this summer as like fucking salary is crazy to me. They're not. I don't think they'll do that. I don't think they'll value him that way. He's going to be good. He's going to figure it out. I don't know what his ceiling is. I don't know what his floor is, but. RJ is going to be good. He's good now sometimes. He's just in his own head. And you saw it even in the third quarter. He was he was good the third quarter. He made and he keeps making nice passes occasionally. It's like it's in there. It's in there. It's in there. Let's try to stay positive on RJ. Thanks, Andy. Ian Livernoche. What's going on, Ian Livernoche? Thank you for the uh generous contribution. Shout out to Aaron and Dave. Oh my goodness gracious. For making my girlfriend's first Knicks game at MSG special. She definitely won fan of the game. Ian, I'm so happy for you and the whole crew. Truly. Um, I'm glad you got to see this game in person. It was a good game to see in person. You will be able to tell your grandkids, perhaps grandkids that you have, um, you know, with your current significant other, uh, about that you saw Josh Hart's first game. And MSG. (laughs) Good stuff. Thanks, Ian. Danny Gardner, don't overreact to individual game minutes played. There will be nights where Hart, RJ, IQ, and Quentin Grimes play more or less. Hart and RJ earned their minutes in the fourth quarter. I, if you're going to, Danny, I, the only pushback I'll have is I think on balance quickly was <laughs> I think he was the better player on the from from minute 1 to minute 48. I think Emmanuel quickly was the better player than RJ tonight. I think RJ was the better choice to be on the floor in the fourth quarter. And RJ had a good second half. And that plays into it and it should have played into it. And quickly did all of his damage or almost all of his damage on the offensive end, at least in the first half. And um, so you're not wrong. You're not wrong. I just, I did, I did want to just add that little bit. Uh, and I agree. We should not overreact to individual game minutes played. I just know I, again, I wanted to try to get out ahead of it because I know that is often what it comes down to in, in, in these post games. And that's what we end up talking about. So yeah. Thanks Danny. As always great stuff by you. 
I will spit out my drink. Kevin Denishevsky, where does Hart rank in your updated hashtag New York Nick 75? Uh, he'll be on the list pretty. I mean, look, Jeremy Lin made the list. Uh, and he played how many games here? What did he play? 20 some games, 30 games, you know? Uh, now that was a little unique. I think I didn't end up putting him on the list. <clears throat> I almost put Marcus Morris. I like looked at Marcus Morris. I was like, is Marcus Morris one of the 75 greatest things of all time for playing 40 games here in a completely and totally forgettable season? Um, I, he did not end up making it, but like, when you get down past like the fifties and maybe the, some of the sixties, there's some room for new entrance. So Josh Hart, I'll say this, Josh Hart's not going to have to be here for very long to make his way onto that list. If the Knicks have successful, he's here. That's a key. If the Knicks have successful, he's here. Thanks, Kev. Busy with another one. Busy. You're too kind, man. Seriously. I, I thank you. Every position needs a backup so that a player can rest. If you choose to run your starters into the ground on the second night of a back-to-back and play the backup only nine minutes, the front office isn't to blame for that. Hashtag fair. No, the front office is not to blame for that. Um, um, how do I respond to this? It is... Obi Toppin, over the course of his time with the Knicks, for much, a lot of that time, has brought something very special and very unique and very energetic and necessary. And it was something the Knicks didn't have. And it was important. And it led to wins. And his plus minus last year was not an accident. It was not an aberration. It was a real thing, as was his improvement over the course of the year, culminating in him becoming a legitimate offensive force, specifically because of his three-point shooting towards the end of the year. And when you combine that with the transition play and you know just general energy and activity level, that's all that's all real and that has all happened. That is not happening during his minutes right now. And his shortcomings are more magnified because that is not happening right now. The things I just mentioned. The fault of that for those things not happening right now is where the conversation should be. And my only, my only pushback is that, is that it is not 100% on the coach. It is mostly on the coach. It is maybe close to being all on the coach. It is not all on the coach. There are other things at play here, other decisions that have been made, including the front office from day one saying we are going to construct this roster in a way that fits this coach's vision. And we are going to continue to make signings and re-signings that fit this coach's vision. If they ever felt as strongly about Obi Toppin as some people do, they would not have given in to that extent 
especially last year when they had the chance to get rid of one guy and also, by the way, get rid of the guy who is in front of Obi Toppin right now and Julius Randle. They did not go that route. They kept Tibbs. They kept Randle. So that's why that's the pushback. I, I, I hope I hope that made sense. But I, I appreciate the comment, Busy. And it, you're, you're not off base by any stretch. Uh, Black Ice. What's going on, Black Ice? So happy you talked about Obi already. It makes you feel better feeling about feeling bad for Obi. I do feel bad for him. When the game was over, normally you'd see him high-five fans while he's walking through the tunnel. He was the only Nick not to high-five a fan. Sad. It is sad. And it's, it, it, I feel genuinely sad for him, which is why, like... <laughs> Like that's that's a dude. I think he is going to have a meaningful moment in in the NBA. He cares too much, and he's too much about the right things. And I I, I do question the skill set in terms of how easy it is for for that skill set to work on a really successful team at the highest of levels. But man, like it, it's sad how it's ending right now, which is why. I pushed back on Jeremy when he said that they should have traded him unequivocally. They should have traded him at the deadline. And I pushed back because I'm like, no, there's what if Randall gets hurt or what if Randall gets traded in the summer and this and that. Just like, but just like watching what's going on now, it's, it's sad. It's unfortunate. And um, yeah, in terms of why he didn't get traded, I think that's a whole different conversation as far as who deserves the most blame for that. Um, but it's unfortunate. I, I I wish I had something more to give you than that. Thanks, Black Eyes. Emil Bumansor, what's going on, Emil? I think the RJ situation might be similar to the Julius Randle situation last year. He might need the offseason to reflect and improve his game. Brunson is Brunson. Welcome to New York, Josh Hart, which we had him last night. Yeah, would it have made a difference? It might have made a difference. Um, I don't know what RJ... I'm not going to pretend to get into RJ's head and figure out... Like, Julius... Julius, like... I think... He had to know... That his trade value was, like, pretty bad. Around the league. And I think he also... Like, here's the thing for as rough as RJ's minutes have been this season and they have been rough for in ways that have been troubling from a defensive standpoint and like an awareness standpoint, again, he missed Obi under the basket. Like it, that was what RJ's done this season. That's, that's not what Julius did last season. What Julius Randall did last season and how he went about his business was really I mean, I don't have to tell you. I, I wanted the guy. I would. I, I was ready to attach a first-round pick to trade him. Never going to outrun that one. That's a thing. Talk about the cam hive not letting me outrun uh, what I said the other day. No one's going to bring it up, though, because like a lot of people felt the same way. Uh, um, not everybody. A lot of people, though. RJ's not at that level. It's just... It's, it's all... 
it's just like, man, you're better than this. We know you're better than this. We know you're a better player than this. So I don't know what it's going to take if there's going to be introspection or like, I, I don't, I don't know what that's going to look like, but I, I, I don't know. And I don't know if he's going to get a chance. I don't know if he's going to be back here. That's the other part of it. Uh, thanks, Emil. Appreciate it. Daniel Dennison. Thank you for the contribution. Appreciate you. Um, Maple Maxo. What's going on, Maple Maxo? Why does Hart replace more? Who does uh, Hart replace more in crunch time, RJ or Grimes? If Hart is resigned, who is more expendable this offseason? We talked about that a little bit. I think it's a different conversation because RJ is, you're talking about, you need his salary to go out in a star trade. Grimes is more like another team coming to you and being like, we're not making this trade unless that dude is in it. And then the Knicks coming back and being like, well, if that dude's in it, then we're not giving you this other thing, pick or whatever. So like different conversations. I think if you're asking me in a perfect world, like who would the Knicks rather retain from a basketball standpoint? I think the answer is Quentin Grimes. I think. And I think that would have been true whether they had heart or not, whether they got heart or not. Um, in terms of who does Hart replace more in crunch time, I think it depends on the game. I think it depends on the game. I think it depends on the matchup. You know, um, we'll see. Um, I I think it's just going to be, and, and I think there, listen, there will be games when Hart ends the game on the bench, to be clear. There will be those games. Maybe soon. Maybe a lot of games. I don't know. I'm not putting that past anybody. Thanks, Maple Maxo. Lamar Jordan. Um, <laughs> this is a little bit harsh. Grimes had one point, one rebound, and one assist today. Can Hart take some of his minutes? So Grimes did not have a good game. Um, defensively, he didn't have a great game. Like the Jordan Clarkson blowbys were like kind of jarring, given how good we've seen Grimes defend for pretty much his entire year. And that's a tough matchup. Jordan Clarkson's made a lot of guys look bad this year. Clarkson's averaging a bunch of points. He is really good. He's a really good player. Offensively, he's a really good player. Um, it was not Grimes' best night. I'm not going to kill him for it. You know? Absolutely not. But thank you for the comment and contribution, Lamar. Uh, Jaden Sporer. This team is flat-out good. Definitely better than 2020-21. P.S. I hope Clyde is feeling okay. Yeah, I, I caught some wind of that. Um, I'm sure Clyde will be fine. In terms of how good this team is, we I didn't I don't think we did our like full standings update or full uh, stats update. So as of right now, in terms of net rating, your New York Knicks are 11th. And actually, they're in a virtual tie, it seems like. They're both 1.4 points per 100 possessions in the positive with the Phoenix Suns. So Phoenix is 10. New York is 11. And then next up, you got the... How about this, man? The Oklahoma City Thunder. Plus one net rating. The Oklahoma City freaking Thunder have the 12th best net rating in basketball. One game under 500, man. But yeah, the Knicks 31 and 27, 11th virtual tie for the 10th best uh, net rating. 
They're tied for the ninth most wins in the league. It's a good basketball team. It's a good basketball team. There's no two ways about it. <laughs> good basketball team with the ninth, 19th ranked defense in the league right now. <laughs> Clean it up, guys. Please. Uh, thanks, Shane. Honcho, heart and heart, the new law firm. Hashtag we back. I don't know. Uh, Barry, Weiss and Rosenblum, we're going to be replaced by heart and heart. I'm sure Barry won't mind. <laughs> thanks, Honcho. Jessica Elsner, uh, hashtag groove is in the heart. A, a big time favorite of mine. Uh, that song. I like that song. Groove is in the heart. I'm not going to sing it right now. Oh, it's in my head. It's playing in my head. Really good song. Corey McConkie. What's going on, Corey? Thank you for the contribution. Jalen Brunson, Emmanuel Quickly, Hart and Hardenstein, this new one. <clears throat> Are the types of players you find on the top teams completely agree? 1000%. Yes. Great comments. Winners. You still need that J that number one to Julius Brunson, Jalen Brunson's number two in the future. You that's, that's why I think when I said the whole thing an hour and change ago about like to Jessica's original comment about why you can make the argument why it is defensible to give up the pick. You're giving up the pick to get a guy in the door who can be part of a winner. Can he be the starter on a winner? Is he more of a six man on a winner? I don't care. He's, he's a guy who's going to play an instrumental part on a winning team, as are the other players you mentioned. Now, they still have some rejiggering to do. They still have the biggest, most important piece to get but they're getting more and more of those pieces and all the credit in the world to the front office for getting those players and putting them in a situation where they could be successful. I want to see them keep doing it. Front office deserves a lot of credit today. A lot of credit. Thank you, Corey. For over 30 years, the law offices of Weiss and Rosenblum in New York City has been home to a team of award-winning, hard-hitting injury attorneys who have a long track record of seven-figure results. Whether you've been injured in a car accident, fall, construction accident, or other traumatic event, Weiss and Rosenblum will work tirelessly to maximize the award, regardless of the severity of your injury, and get you and your family the fair and just compensation you deserve. Call Weiss and Rosenblum today at 212-366-6100. Again, that's 212-366-6100 or visit weissandrosenbloom.com for more information. No case is too big or too small. Personal attention to your matter is a priority. Once more, call 212-366-6100. Previous results do not guarantee future outcomes. If you think you might have a case, speak with a veteran attorney, not a rookie. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, Knicks fans? This new year, you've got goals and Factor is here to help you achieve each and every one of them. Save time and have the energy you need to tackle everything on your to-do list with Factor's ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. Get Factor and not only skip the trip to the grocery store, but skip the chopping, prepping, and cleaning up too. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are ready in just two minutes, so all you have to do is heat and enjoy. No matter what your lifestyle, Factor has the meals to help you live it to the fullest. With keto, calorie smart, vegan veggie, and protein plus meals on the menu each week. Prepared by chefs and approved by dietitians, each meal has all the ingredients you need to feel satisfied all day long. With 34 chef prepared, dietitian approved weekly options, there's always something new to try. Plus, you can round out your meal and replenish your snack supply with an assortment of more than 36 quick bites, smoothies, juices, and more satisfying add ons. Looking to cut back on takeout? Get Factor instead. Not only is Factor cheaper, but meals are ready quicker than restaurant delivery. Just two minutes. Also, eating vegan or veggie is a snap with Factor. Each meal has all the ingredients you want and nothing you don't. And if you're looking to mix it up, you can add a protein to your vegan and veggie meals each week. Get Factor and enjoy clean eating without the hassle. Simply choose and enjoy fresh, flavor-packed meals delivered to your door. Don't hesitate. Head to factormeals.com slash filmschool50 and use the code filmschool50 to get 50% off your first box. Again, that's factormeals.com slash filmschool50 to get 50% off your first box. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. Daniel Dennison, thank you for the generous contribution. I love Hart. He may be the perfect wing compliment to RJ. Interesting. I want to revisit that thought. If RJ had been so has been so bad, why wouldn't opposing GMs want um, Evan Fournier, Evan Fournier, IQ, or Quentin Grimes? Can't help but feel the target has moved from last year Julius Randle to RJ. He has the highest ceiling at twenty two. 
Okay. Um, <clears throat> I don't think RJ has been so bad. We're talking about a 22-year-old player who is averaging 20 points a game. Right? That you can't be so, so, so bad. Especially with like the efficiency is not like we're not at rock bottom levels of efficiency either. Like the efficiency is like even tonight, you had 20 points on 15 shots. Okay. Not great. It's not terrible. That's fine. I think opposing teams are going to look at a player who is playing. I think if you're an opposing team and you're looking at RJ this year, I think there's a real argument that you could be like, this is the worst he's ever going to look. He's not anywhere close to this bad of a player on defense. We know he's a good passer. Let's just get him in a situation where maybe it's like outside the pressure of New York. Maybe it's outside of the topsy turviness of his time with the franchise where it's like, Oh, you're, you're the, you're the face. Now you're a supporting player. Now you're really the face again. Now you're third in the depth chart. Now we're bringing in your eventual like up and down and up and down and up and down. I agree with you. Um, so, but it sounds like what you're pushing back on is like the notion that they have to trade RJ and you're bringing up the idea that, um, Josh Hart could be a perfect compliment to him. I don't know that like there is a perfect wing compliment to RJ Barrett. I don't know what that looks like. I don't know what, like what makes someone a perfect wing compliment to RJ Barrett. Like someone who's really good on defense. Okay. So, I mean, yeah, I like I guess I would know more what that looked like if RJ had a more well-rounded offensive game in terms of like what we what we hope his offensive game is going to be eventually because right now when I think like perfect compliment to RJ Barrett, the only thing I think of is is a lob threat like Mitch. You know, and a guy a lob threat like Mitch and a guy who's going to clean up RJ's misses, misses and give him Kobe assists, which is Mitch. That's the only compliment in four in three plus years of RJ Barrett. That I feel like who's his best compliment? Mitchell Robinson. I, I can't visualize like what what makes a good wing compliment to him. I could see a wing that like covers up for some of his deficiencies, but that's not a compliment. Or maybe it is a compliment. I don't know. Um, thank you, Daniel. I appreciate uh, that that thought process there. Uh, LDS, what's going on? LDS took the wife to the game, and even she, a true casual was marveling at heart. This guy is everywhere. <laughs> the guy's a legit keeper. Tell your wife the casual tag. That's a badge of honor. We wear that. We are all casuals here at KFS. I don't know if you know that. Myself, Andrew Claudio, um, the whole casual Friday crew. God bless him. Um, uh, XJ, Mensa, Sean, Chris, nah, Chris isn't a casual. Chris is like, he's a professional. Like he's actually doing, he's like calling Fordham games and like actually a reporter at, at MSG. Now he's not a casual, uh, Jeremy. I mean, it doesn't get more casual than Jeremy. Come on. So tell your wife to wear that. Wear that proudly. Benji. I didn't mention Benji. Benji. Are you a casual ace? Hey, Zulo, no, those guys do film work. They're not casuals. So we're some casuals. Wilton Marin, uh, keep up the great work, KFS. Can we talk about how Emmanuel quickly hardly misses corner threes these days? 
Um, he's been good. Uh, he's really picked up the shooting. I think <clears throat> it's funny how it, it doesn't feel like that long ago that we were having conversations about like, oh, um, is Emmanuel quickly like, uh, w- like what's going on with his offense? Like, or is this going to be a concern moving forward? I think quickly's fine. <laughs> I think his offense is fine. I think his confidence is back. I think he's firing away um, in the ways that he needs to fire away. And I have now officially filibustered enough to look up on corner threes this year. Emmanuel quickly, according to uh, basketball reference is hitting 35% on corner threes. I feel like that number has definitely gone up over the second half of the season. Um, on the year, not counting tonight, quickly is at 34.6% from three, which funny enough is the exact percentage he was at last year. 34.6%. But again, it's 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 trending in the right direction, um, which is the most important thing. Like, I think I've I've used this as a barometer for like where to start before, but like since the Golden State game, which not including tonight, has been 26 games. Emmanuel quickly is shooting 47% overall and 38% from three. And averaging 16 points a game. So yeah, Emmanuel quickly is good. Thanks, Wilton. Fountain of Hoop. Macri. Hart is the example of a player who buys in. I actually, like... (laughs) Buy-in implies that, like, a guy in maybe, like, a different scenario or a different team or whatever in a different role is, like, not going to buy in. Josh Hart's a guy who... It doesn't matter who he's playing for, what coach, what team, what teammates, what situation... That dude is all in all the time. I will again. He went to a dog shit team in Portland last year, and he gave it everything he had for a team that was trotting out a bunch of guys who would not have made G League rosters. Like, and he gave it everything. That dude doesn't know how to not give it everything he has. All all love in the world to Josh Hart. I'm so happy this post game has been so pro Josh Hart. Thank you, Fountain of Who. Appreciate it, man. Jesse M. Quentin Grimes with the ultra one 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 stat line tonight. That can't be a real thing. One rebound, one assist, one point, one block, one turnover. You're missing the steal, Jesse. If it was the steal, I would give you the I'd give you the benefit. But then I guess that would be six ones. Still pretty impressive. Good job by you. Bobby Lynch, I hear my my youngest daughter is up. Um what time is it? It's almost midnight. It's about her usual wake up in the middle of the night time. Again, don't have kids until you're 30. Bobby Lynch was at the game tonight, John. Electric atmosphere when Hart came into the game, especially when he hit the corner three late in the fourth. Great addition. Glad to hear it, man. And thanks for tuning in and uh, chiming in after you were at the game. I love that. I love that. It makes me 
I can't tell you how proud I am to be someone that like you were at the game and you had that experience and you want that experience to continue and you're coming and you're tuning into us. That's awesome, man. Thank you. Thank you, Bobby. Appreciate the contribution. Zach Hart, what's going on? What's going on, Zach? Speaking of guys, I appreciate Hart and JB closed a few big games once or twice before you think he'll help a ton in critical moments where you need an athletic guard to make a play. Let's fucking go. Knicks. Trust these guys on the floor. You want these guys on the floor. You want their camaraderie. You want their chemistry on the floor together. Um, it, it leads me to a point that I think I wanted to make after the last game. And maybe after the Orlando game, I forget. You know what I want for the rest of this year? Here's what I want. I want the Knicks to be a team that in the first round of the playoffs, God willing, we get there are a team that the other team, whether it's Boston or Milwaukee or Philly, or I guess Cleveland, if we're really dreaming, maybe Brooklyn, who the hell knows is like, fuck man. I don't want to deal with that team. That's what I want. That's what I want more than anything. And I, I don't, I don't know if that's really possible, but like, It'd be really cool to see over the last 24. Uh, yeah. Over the last 24 games of the season. And Mitch is going to need to be back for this to be reality. For this team to turn into that team. That some better team is going to be like, man, I wish we had gotten, you know. I wish we had gotten the heat. Could you imagine that? How cool would that be? And again, no, no one ever says these things, but like to know that you're a team that it's another team, a better team doesn't want to play. And I think what you're talking about here in terms of like closing games and critical moments, I think that's a big part of that. Cause for me, the reason right now that another team would look at the Knicks as a team they do want to play is that we have not been great in critical moments. So can they get over that hump? Big, big thing. Thank you, Zach. Haitian Ferg, keep Cat far away from this team. Not going to work. I think you're not alone in that opinion, Haitian. I don't, that's not the trade I want to make either. I'm thinking of my hypothetical the other day on the Substack. If you had to pick Levine or Cat, neither. Neither is the answer. Appreciate you, man. Jesse M, will you or Dolores make cutlets for the big game? So uh, since you asked, we went shopping today and we're going to make chili tomorrow. So I got some ground chuck, which has a little bit. Uh, the the nice man uh, who at the butcher's shop told me it's a, a little bit more fat. Uh, which I think I hope will be better for the chili. I also got, and this is kind of like my secret ingredient to chili. I like it. I like the sweetness it adds. Some butternut squash. Um, I gotta I, 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 trust me. If you've never tried it before, butternut squash in your chili, and you, you add it in later. So like, cause you, and it's a, a bit of a challenge because like you don't want it to turn into mush, but you also want it like you want it to be soft enough so that you're. Yeah. Anyway, so it's going to be a ground chuck, butternut squash, chili. I got some beautiful poblano peppers that I, I'm going to I want to try to watch something on YouTube about. Maybe I can maybe I could blacken those before I add them to the chili. 
Uh, got to run to the supermarket tomorrow morning to get a couple other little ingredients. I already got my tomato puree and my chicken stock and all that, but want to get a couple little things, you know, maybe some scallions, uh, got some good chips here. So that's good. I usually put bacon in my chili. I like to get some bacon. Uh, so that's going to be the, uh, that's going to be the food in the Macri household for the big game. I hope you approve. Adam K. Uh, I love you KFS, but how do these guys busy Kev <laughs> afford the super chats every game? <laughs> you got some rich, great friends, Mac. I love hard already. This guy is New York Knicks. That's a, that might be the best comment I've ever seen. I don't know. I don't, I don't know, but I, I, I hope I just hope that I can properly show my appreciation and my love and my thanks on behalf of the entire Knicks film school family. of The fact that like, <clears throat> again, we put in a, a <laughs> put in a lot of time and a lot of effort and a lot of energy and a lot of everything. Um, to try to make this product good, and it does never—it never feels like work. It never feels like work to me. I wouldn't do it if it felt like work. But like the fact that we get the 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 support that we do consistently from like the same people over and over and over again is just—it it never ceases to astound me. And I feel I I I felt this way for the last several years. I feel like I'm gonna wake one wake up one day and it's just like up. Oh, you know, the jig is up. Um, so I'm just very thankful. <laughs> and I don't mind you pointing it out, Adam. <laughs> yeah, just really thankful. Very, very thankful. And we have the best fans in the world. Knicks have the best fans in the world. And Knicks Film School has the best fans in the world. So thanks to everybody. Uh, Fountain of Hoop. Um, you could see why Tibbs fought and almost lost his job a few years ago on the Wolves when he fought to draft Josh Hart. <laughs> Them Big East guards is for real. Yeah, you want those guys. They help you win ball games. And if you're a coach, you want someone who's going to help you win ball games. I don't blame Tibbs for that. Thanks, Fountain Hoop. Um, Boston Nick. Talk about a guy who's been supportive over the years, man. At one point, Hart reminded me of an undrafted guy from Tulsa. There you go. Talk about... Talk about Mr. Starks. You're reminding me about um, a chapter in uh, Chris Herring's book about John Starks got on the wrong bus one day back in Tulsa. Uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma, the way he plays with so much passion, pride, and awareness out there. Scary. Yeah. Yeah. You know, different players. You know, Starks obviously was 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 undrafted. Was, was he undrafted or was he drafted in the second round? I think he was undrafted. It's a bad job by me if I get that wrong. Um, yeah, he 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 plays like every day that he's on the court could be he could be getting cut. You know that's how Starks played. Every day he ever stepped foot out there, he was like, you know, played like a guy who remembered that he was might be cut. I don't know if Josh Hart has that mentality because like he was you know played for Villanova, you know he was a, a significant player. He was always going to be an NBA player, the whole thing. But uh, 
Yeah, man, it's inspiring. It's what you love. If you're in, it's, if you've been watching Knicks basketball for as long as I know we have, Boston. You can't replicate that. You can't fake it. Definitely can't fake it. To fit like a glove. Appreciate you, man. Nicholas Roberts, Paul George deal the summer question mark. I, I don't know. We'll see how the Clippers do. I'm. I, we talked about it. Me and Andrew talked about it earlier today on the Patreon pod. Um, I'm not ruling the Clippers out. If you told me the Clippers were made to the finals, I'd be like, all right, I guess they got their shit together. If you tell me the Clippers are eliminated in the first round of the playoffs, like just for a second, for a second, you were me here. Who are we 1000% sure that the Clippers are beating in the Western conference playoffs? Like, really? Like, are we like, we're really sure. Are we sure they're beating the Nuggets? No. The Grizzlies? No. The Mavs? I hate to say it, but the Mavs with Kyrie Irving? No. The Suns with Kevin Durant? No. I just named four teams. So right there. And we could go on. The Warriors? I know they lost tonight. I know they're without Steph Curry until after the All-Star break. Maybe a little while until after the All-Star break. Are we sure the Clippers will beat the Warriors in a, in a series? No. Even if you want to go to a team like the Timberwolves, or not, maybe not Timberwolves. I, I'm sorry, I misspoke. The Pelicans. Are we sure the Clippers would beat the Pelicans, a healthy Pelicans team in the playoffs? So, like, I go through all that to say if the Clippers, like, the Clippers could bow out in the first round, if not the play in. I don't expect that, but like, that's not even out of bounds. So, if they bow out in the play in or the first round and Steve Ballmer's looking at that tax bill next summer, or next year or whatever, like, are we sure? Like he's keeping this team together? I don't know. Maybe he does. That's the only reason why I think it's fair to speculate. Good game, by the way. Mavs uh, Kings right now. Fourth quarter, 323 left. Tie game. 106-106. Fargo 2-4. What's going on, Alex? Hi, John. Just got home. I missed the game. Is this Josh Hart kid any good? I think he's a keeper like GMAC. I, I think, you know, Josh Hart, GMAC. The scales are, it's like uh, what Thanos wants. Perfect balance. Even. I think he's a keeper. You got to go watch this game just for the heart stuff. Thanks, Alex. Appreciate you, man. Sam Garcia's dad. We started with Sam Garcia. Now we're almost done. We're finishing up with Sam Garcia's dad. RJ has gone from a number two to a number one to a number three to a sometimes number six. He has proven he's clutch. If he has to go in a superstar trade, okay, but don't toss him on the side of the road. Hashtag, why do I still love RJ? You still love RJ because you see the moments where he is a good, special, winning player and he has had those moments he has not had those moments enough this year but he has had those moments consistently throughout his four three plus years here in new york that's a real thing we did not imagine that i completely agree with you rj barrett is not to be tossed aside i think the the theoretical conversation about whether you swap him out for a player like og ananobi is at the very least a worthy conversation if you told me after having that conversation, you're like, you know what? I'm good. 
I might be on that side. I re- I haven't thought it through yet, to be honest with you. I really haven't thought it through yet. And I quite frankly just haven't watched enough of OG Ananobi. You know, and if you want to replace OG Ananobi with like a Macau Bridges, who's like a kind of better version of OG Ananobi, maybe my answer is a little bit different. You know, and Macau's not a superstar, but I agree with you. If it's a superstar trade, you do the trade. If not, and again, it should be the right star. Your implication by saying superstar, if like there are no wrong superstars, but like, again, I don't, don't trade fucking RJ Barrett for Zach Levine. Please. <clears throat> Thank you, Sam Garcia's dad. Dom Cappuccini, what's going on, Dom? Maybe not worth the moment of the game nomination, but the Randall no look behind the back. Yes, I had this noted down. To Emmanuel quickly for the corner three it was pretty sick. It was. Let's snap that streak on Monday. Hashtag we getting back. I so badly want to, to beat the Nets. If they beat the Nets on Monday, I don't care if they lose by 40 to the Hawks in Atlanta. Beat the Nets. Please beat the Nets. I'm also rooting again. I, I'm sorry. I have one eye on this Kings game. They're now down by one to the Mavs. Kyrie is. Oh, it's a steal by Aaron Fox. And the Kings are winning. Yes. Beat Kyrie. Beat Luca. Beat Dallas. Thank you, Dom. Is that it? I don't see anything else. Okay. I think we're done. Again, I will say it. Absolutely. 100%. Knicks and Knicks Film School. Best fans in the world. We are sitting here on a freaking Saturday night after a win over the Utah Jazz. Two hours plus talking about this team. Love you all. Love that you love this team like I do. And you don't think I'm a nut. Um, thanks for tuning in. Don't forget, like the video. Uh, like the channel. Subscribe to the channel. The whole thing. Uh, we'll be back with uh, uh, me and Jeremy recording a part tomorrow morning with GMAC. And we'll be back uh, pre post game. Monday, the whole thing, all the all the good things. Look look out for all of it. Here we go, baby. Giddy up. Good win tonight. Josh Hart, baby. I love you. Peace out.